Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... Tammy, I can tell you how long it's been because I looked up how long it's been on that other chat and we last talked, get this, we last spoke on March 8th. Wasn't that another world ago? Right before this nonsense. Wasn't that crazy? I just thought that is, I I know we talked, we talked with Jackie recently (laughs) enough that it feels like it was, it feels like it was no time ago and yet it feels like it was a world ago. Oh my gosh, yes. But we're here. We are here. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 631. I'm your host, Matthew Winner. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner if you want to support the show. Lots of good bonus content and a book club there, too. You can also leave a review of the show using your podcatcher of choice. That helps a ton. Today I'm joined by Tammy Charles. It feels like a lifetime since Tammy's been on the podcast, though it's fair to say that any time pre-COVID was about a lifetime ago. Today Tammy shares All Because You Matter, a new picture book illustrated by Brian Collier. Tammy wrote the book for her son while thinking about how to protect him from the cruelties of the world, while also exposing him to the beauties. Is it not a parent's job to protect their child and help to prepare them for the world they're entering? And if you don't tell them how much they matter, who will? Much like children growing up, this is a conversation that went by much too fast. I sincerely hope you enjoy it. Please welcome my guest, Tammy Charles, author of All Because You Matter. My name is Tammy Charles, and I write books for kids and adults all ages. Um, I was a former teacher. Well, I am a former teacher turned full-time author. Um, My favorite books to write are picture books, middle grade and young adult, which covers just about all the things. Um, My latest picture book, which publishes on Tuesday, October 6th, it's entitled All Because You Matter, and it's a loving tribute uh, to my son, Christopher, but really to all children. Um, and I identify, uh, my pronouns are she, her. I think that, well, first, what am I, looking at me jumping into the book already, Tammy, oh my goodness, <laughs> we're so comfortable. Tammy, welcome back. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I had so much fun talking about freedom soup with you just a few months ago and um to have your name pop up in my inbox so quickly after that or or i guess on the cover of an arc that i received um beside brian collier's name (laughs) oh my word i can't believe it That was, I got really lucky with that because I've been a huge fan of his work and he knows like my favorite book that he's done. It's called Dave the Potter. Oh my gosh. Can I tell you about Dave the Potter? He was our first proper interview for the podcast I do on Book Riot for Kidlet these days. He was our, when we, we made a pilot for them and they picked us up and then the very first like proper episode we had, we interviewed 
Brian Collier and talking about how artifacts tell a story. Exactly. And he he tells a beautiful story through the art. And obviously, Laban um, Carrot Hill does a great, wonderful job with the words and the poetry that I just I felt like, wow, this this kind of mirrors what I'm trying to do with this particular book. So, yeah, it was definitely a match made in heaven. I have a feeling that as we talk about this book, All Because You Matter, that you and I are going to talk about Brian's art. And I want to I want us to lean into that as, oh, yeah. as sort of two onlookers together. Right. Um, yeah. Because there's there, there there is a beautiful marriage here between your poetic text and his words. And then for me, it was just this surprise and delight to read each of your notes in the back it just felt like the opportunity to to sort of get a a, a, I don't know like an inspiration slash book talk from you each and that's not an opportunity that is afforded in every book that that readers get to hold and so I'm grateful for that but before we launch too deep why don't why don't I give you a chance to introduce all because you matter a little bit more why don't we talk about your son and this inspiration a little bit more. Absolutely. So you're a parent, so yeah, <laughs> I yeah. know you're, I know you'll get it. When we, when we first hold our children, it, you know, that baby is like everything. It's, that baby is the world, the whole universe. Nothing else matters, but that child. And I remember feeling like that. Um, honestly, before he even arrived in the world. I remember just discovering that he, he was coming. Like, wow, I'm, I'm going to be a parent. I'm going to have a child. What a grand responsibility. And he, he arrived in the world, and I remember just wanting to keep him little forever. Um, but, you know, the reality is that time doesn't wait for anyone. For as much as I wanted to keep him small, in the real world, there were real issues going on that, you know, every time I would, you know, turn on the news or see a headline, many, many times I just would witness like an increase of injustices against um, people of color, particularly black people. And I would look at my sweet, innocent child and I would ask, like, ask myself, like, uh, when he gets older, how am I going to even like shield him from this, the cruelties of the world, but also like expose him to the beauty of this world because there's so much that's beautiful about the world and humanity itself. But, but you know, he entered school and he did that thing I didn't want him to do, which was grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I just, I just couldn't wait anymore because as he got older, he, he himself experienced moments where, you know, he was made to feel a little uncomfortable or, or question himself. Um, and then he would learn about things in school that he had questions about. For example, Dr. Kane, if he wanted peace for all of us, why did they hurt him? So it, I just found I needed to have these conversations with my son, but I wanted to have a starting point. And that starting point was this love letter. Before we even dive into these tough topics, here's what I need you to know, my child, and that is that you matter, and here are all the reasons why. Um, so that, that was kind of like the kickoff uh, for this book, was if we're gonna have these talks, I need to do it in a way where my son feels loved and safe and protected and knowing that, okay, there may be some bad things that happen, but I know that I have a family and teachers and a community of people who care about me so that I can walk through this world with pride. And, and that was really, really important to me in writing this particular book. And honestly, yes, the message was for my son, but how could that not be a message for all children? Yeah. 
your dedication. Do you have the book in front of you, or do you remember your dedication? <laughs> but I, I basically, I do remember yeah. my dedication for the most part. It's dedicated to my child, of course. It's dedicated to all children, of course. Um, and particularly black and brown children. We are, we are at a crossroads right now. Um, where it almost feels like in our country we're experiencing two pandemics. Mm. Wow, you know? yeah. And um, for the one that is the most hurtful, it's those headlines of, of lives lost. You write in your dedication to Christopher Sebastian Charles and to all, the universe is better with you in it. It, it is. And to have that, as you're saying, in all of this cosmic timing, but also in all times, that there are people in front of microphones, on platforms, in debates, saying the opposite. The universe (laughs) is actually not better with you in it. We are better in the universe, and you are whatever, like below, subsequent to our betterness. And it's the burden. I'm going to really put on my own emotions on this. Oh, I apologize boy. for that, Sammy. But <laughs> I the burden, it. I feel like my child, I have a 10-year-old, right? I have a 10-year-old and I have a 5-year-old. Oh. And we are at the dinner table talking to my 10-year-old about these things, saying, Jonah, I don't know. I mean, we're in virtual school, so I don't know what's going to come up in virtual school for him. I'm in person in school. So there are yeah. topics that will come up way more easily in person. But I tell him, like, I don't know what's going to happen this next day when you're in virtual school, but I need you to know about the ruling on the Breonna Taylor case and who she was and what is going on. And I need to give you space to react so that if and when someone else brings it up in whatever context, you can be a friend, an ally, a support, or you can be an agitator. Um, And to be having these conversations where it's not, I feel like when I was growing up, it was much more of if I caught something on TV, if my parents were watching the news, I was hearing it there, or it was just, I'm being influenced by my parents' ideologies. Whereas now... I, there, there does not seem to be a way to escape that all of this is recorded and it's not lost on me that as I'm currently teaching my second, third, and fourth graders about digital footprints, that our leaders are leaving digital footprints yeah. <laughs> that communicate like, I don't know how you're able to say in this one place that you don't think you're racist, that you're not holding up ideologies of white supremacy and also, yesterday you were on record saying these things. Yeah. So it's such an unusual, strange, new world in that way for us to be raising our boys, our kids. And so how powerful for you, Tammy, to say, to speak the simple words that the universe is better with you Human. in it. And it's so true. If I don't tell my son that, no, no one else will. Who will? I, who yes. will? I need to tell him that. That's that's my job as his mother. And my husband certainly joins me in the effort. But I just find that our, our children, they need this reminder. So that when those moments happen, because they inevitably will, um, they know that they're, they're carrying literally on their backs, like a backpack Mm. full of all of the wishes and the hopes and dreams of their ancestors. So, so that they're protected for those moments that might arise. And this is what I love about the message of the book. And I, and I want to make sure that I'm being very clear about how this can be a book for everyone, you know, because you, you say you're a teacher, what a gift do you, do you realize the power that you hold as an educator? Children look up to teachers like heroes. To have a teacher tell you that you matter, that there's just such 
there's just such beauty and power in that. Mm -hmm. So while it's my job as his mom to tell him that, I wrote this book so that other people in the community can send those same messages to kids who need it the most. Especially when you turn on the TV or you, mm. or you, you know, click online and you see something that tells you otherwise. My son's questions have increased tenfold this year. And I, I remember like one of his last questions was so exhausting. Like, because I felt like, my goodness, he, he just asked me a question, uh, you know, last week. But he came to me and he says, Mom, who is Ahmad Arbery? He's 10. He's he 10. saw it. I was I just going to ask, how old is he? He's 10. He's 10. So, like, when I wrote the book, he was eight years old. Now, obviously, at eight years old, the level of conversation is different. Or if you're, if you're reading this book to a, a five or a six year old, of course you're going to approach it differently. But now that he's getting older, I mean, my son's a smart kid. So it's, it's just been such a great experience because he knows that this is the book of all the books that I've written. This is the book that has given him permission to put his curiosity on full display. He knows that, that he has an ally in me. He knows that he can come to me and ask me anything because perhaps he may have stumbled on, like he stumbled on that video, of, by the way, of George Floyd. Oh, that was boy. the other thing. It was like every, every time I turned around, my son was asking me a new question. And when the George Floyd thing happened, he actually wasn't even with me. He was with my, with my parents. So he sent me a text in the evening and I was sleeping. Oh, Tammy. <laughs> and he goes, Mommy, who, who is uh, George Floyd? And I did not see that message until the very next day. So to wake up and see that, I'm like, oh. I can imagine the, the pang as a parent, the pang in yeah. your heart of. Oh, my gosh. I, of, he stumbled on the video. Uh, yeah, of, of just constantly that. wanting to be there for your child. You're well, saying that we, we have our fingerprints all over them and we, we build them and we strengthen them so that they can carry our strength on their shoulders as they walk through the world. And yet, do we not as parents and as educators, do we not feel that pang when we're not there in that moment in that to moment. hold them? It was them. a brief moment. He, he had spent the night with my parents and I'm like, oh, he saw the video, <laughs> you know? So we had to have that conversation. But again, I'm, I'm so, I feel so fortunate that he feels that he can come to me, you know? Yes. So we have these wonderful conversations. And by the way, uh, I should really, really point this out. When my son and I talk, it's not about me imposing my opinion on him. And I, I want that to be very clear, even to those who read it. You know, we have to give our children more credit. They are <laughs> these super intelligent beings in little tiny bodies. Like I, we approach these conversations in a way that allows him to form his own opinion. I want my son to be able to make his own opinions. Um, and from these conversations, not only am I reminding him of his worth, of the fact that he matters, I'm also reminding him of the, that there is an overall goodness in humanity. So I don't want to raise my son uh, to be afraid of others who are different than him, who look different than him. My son, and I'm, and I'm sure this is like such a beautiful quality with most children, my son has friends of all kinds. It's beautiful. I love to see my son with his friends, and I want, I want to keep that. I want him to hold on to that. Um, but at the same time, you know, the reality is I'm a mother raising a black child. I want him to be aware of what's going on in our country. I want him to form his own opinions. I want him to remain kind hearted and respectful of other people, but also know that he deserves the same amount of respect that he dishes out. 
Yes. And that's, 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 it's hard to balance all of that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Hey there, book nerds. You know what's even better than hearing bookmakers share stories of how their ideas became the stories you love? Having those stories in your home, your classroom, your library, or your life to be enjoyed over and over. Bookshop.org allows you to purchase your favorite books from the show and support local bookstores while doing it. I even maintain lists of all the books shared each season, so it's easy to find what you're looking for. Visit MatthewCWinner.com and click on Shop, or use the link in the show notes to find your next favorite story. Yeah, I go through the same thing of, of constantly trying to temper myself to make sure I am asking questions mm-hmm. of him and, and not just telling him answers. Absolutely. Let me help you to keep turning that, that like snow globe for you to see at all the different angles so that you can engage in this topic, yeah. not just, again, have, place my ideologies on you. Tammy, I want to... I realized that <laughs> we've only gone inside the book to note that you have author notes. <laughs> oh, that's okay. But I don't even want to get there first because what I want to do in something that is striking to me as a person that looks at a lot of books and a lot of book covers, I want to spend a moment on your book cover and talk with you about this book cover because on this book cover, we have this young black boy looking out squarely like a portrait, looking out from this cover. And what to me was moving then and continues to be even more so hearing you talk about that, that collective wisdom on the shoulders of our children Mm -hmm. is, is that I can't help but look deeply into the eyes of this child who is looking back, not smiling, but to me, the feeling in this moment, me looking at this child feels like uh, a, a wanting look. Are you going to take care of me? Are the words you're telling me true? What world are you handing over to me? There's so much in that captured expression that as a teacher, and as a father, really shakes me. That just feels like the sincerity of a child listening to the person speaking to them. Yeah. And that is not... it. I, I, I guess the reaction I'm having is that I feel like so often I'm seeing children smiling. Or, yeah. uh, I don't know, like, uh, in particular with, with book-centering black children in particular, it's showing a lot of black joy, which is great because we haven't had that and we need more of that. Definitely. But it, it seems to teeter between that joy and turmoil and not a lot of just, I'm trying to work this out. Let me just sit with contemplation or expectancy or just words that come to my brain that I feel like are new as I look in the eyes of this child having the opportunity to sit on the cover of this book. Yeah. Oh, wow. You just, you took all the words out my mouth. You if feeling I that? Say, it, just like when I see the cover, this is what I see. I see a child who, by the way, the way that Brian captured my son's eyes. Oh, those eyes. Oh, those eyes. Those eyes have, oh my gosh. This is why my son has me wrapped around his finger. (laughs) Those eyes. (laughs) But when I see that face, to me, that is the face of not just my son, but every child I have sat in circle time with in my 14 years of teaching have have looked at me with that same look 
on their face and in their eyes. And it's a look that says, you tell me that I matter. Tell me more. Yeah. You that, say that I matter. I want to hear more about that. That Yeah. So I, I think Brian just got it spot on. And in, in that look, there's curiosity. There's some joy. There's a bit of, um, you know, like, hmm. I was going to say that right eyebrow is just slightly yeah, raised. Exactly. The lips just slightly turn up. It's, it's yeah, there's uh, to, strength in there too. There's right. It's, it's subtlety and nuance. It is seeing a child, not just painting a picture of a kid. It's seeing a child in those illustrations. It's, it's beautiful. He got it spot on. And the I, quilted, he talks about it in his author's note too, or the illustrator note, but the, the, the quilted, uh, like leaf clippings yeah, that make up this, this background, this, this cape, this quilt, this, there's so many other words that we could say yeah. extending to the sky. There's just, there's imagery and, and power and story poured into the construction of these illustrations. Yeah, he, he did a great job. And if you really look at those petals, my favorite part is you can see the different parts of ancestors' faces. You see eyes, you see yeah. nose, you see mouth. And you can almost hear them whispering from the, from the book's inception. You mattered before you even got here. Everything that I did was for you. And when those petals burst at the end and there's, uh, you know, there's my son, myself and my husband, but there's a circle, there's a community around us and the petals burst. Oh my goodness. Mm. That page doesn't even need words. (laughs) (laughs) So that's all you needed was the petals bursting, the ancestors rising going back home because it's almost like the ancestors are saying our job is done here. Look at this community of people of all colors, of all races and backgrounds. Look at all of these people who are going to lift you up. I've done my work. That's what that page says to me. It's my, it's one of my favorite spreads. I love all the spreads. Yeah. But he keeps that motif of those leaves of the quilts of the faces Throughout the book, they are on every page being constructed, being the world, being brought from the sky onto the page. There's just so much there. I mean, it's, 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 it's thoughtful and intentional and, and and it works beautifully. May I please have the honor of reading the first few stanzas to you especially because i don't even have i was gonna say i know you don't have it in front of you so i know it's sort of an unfair advantage (laughs) (laughs) well you write to start i'm gonna prop my book up here they say that matter is all things that make up the universe energy stars space If that's the case, then you, dear child, matter. Long before you took your place in this world, you were dreamed of like a knapsack full of wishes, carried on the backs of your ancestors as they created empires, pyramids, legacies, building, inventing, working beneath red-hot suns, and cold blue moons. Years, I'm sorry, thinking of you years ahead, because to them, you always mattered. That line, I mean, Tammy, come on. Your ancient ancestors, to them, you, today, to them, you always mattered. Come on. History <laughs> speaks that through case? us. That's beautiful. Isn't that the case? It is. It is. But I've never heard anybody say that. <laughs> Every, you know, the people who came before us, any struggle that they went through, they did it with us in mind. They did it to create a better world for their future generations. 
And I think that can be said for lots of people. But I know that that can be said for the people from whom my son descends from. So my husband is Haitian, um, which makes my son half Haitian. And one of the things I really want him to be aware of, because I find that, you know, Haiti gets a bad rap in the news. Mm. Whenever you see a, a, a headline about Haiti, it's poverty this, earthquake this, you know. But, and this is probably why, you know, I've dedicated myself to writing books like Freedom Soup and um, My Day with Ponyer, which you received today. I want my Haitian son to know that he comes from a lineage of people who literally freed themselves from bondage. They did that. That's where he comes from. He has that blood running through his veins. They liberated themselves. Yeah. How do you not be inspired by that? You can't fail when you know what your ancestors have done for you. There's, there's no reason to fail. You have to carry their wishes and their hopes and dreams with you forward into the future. So, yeah, it was very important that I, that I wrote the story from that perspective because he needs to know I need to be able to combat anything bad that he might see about his culture, about Haiti. He has to know, oh, if, if there's a headline that's calling Haiti a crap hole country, well, wait a minute now. That's not what, that's not what history says. That's not what my mom says or my dad or the legacy of people that I come from. I come from a legacy of strength. So that was important to me. The legacy of strength is is woven much like that that quilt. I mean, everything here is intentional and in tandem. That legacy of strength is woven throughout your story. And I love that you take it with this child growing up, but you take it into names and walking through space. You take it into... Um, school and 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 school work and and there's that wonderful page of the child has his head in his hands and he's looking over these these marked out in red um math sheet problems yeah and the text just says you'll question if you and your work and your effort matter yeah and that that thought of 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 taking it bigger that it's not just I, I I did poorly on this this activity this math exam or whatever, but to get to the core of of how sometimes moments like that can cause such a deep reverberation that we ask in our core, do I even matter? Am oh, I yeah. even good at this? Yeah, it doesn't matter what age you are, by the no, way. No, no, because I have those. You see, you still feel it. I I was feeling it today. <laughs> I still feel it, and let me tell you, it's funny that you brought up that page because. The image on that page and the words on that page, when I tell you that happened today during virtual school, I kid you not, my son had a moment like that today. But you know what he did? Instead of wallowing in it in, in that moment and, and just accepting failure, my son picked himself up. We reached out to the teacher and he stood up for himself because in this life, you should have a chance. Even if you fall, you should have a chance to pick yourself back up and try again, dust yourself off and try again. And that's exactly what my son did today. He had that same moment on an assignment and he was not happy about the grade and it was on him. He had that confidence. Two years ago, my son would have never done that. Mm. It would have been mommy to the rescue. I'll let mommy do it. No, he did it. And you know what, Tammy? I've, I know, I'm confident, I know that not only one, will it be easier for him should he need to approach a, a teacher, an adult, or whatever, whatever situation we can put that same lens on. 
because yeah. he's done it. That will be easier in the future. But I also know from you, the mom, that this, because I can hear the way you're talking about it, that this will be a moment, as we were saying, of the strength of your ancestors. This is going to be a moment where you will remind him of his strength in this moment. And that will become part of his story as he ages. And he will draw from that moment. Because I can remember these, I'm sure you can too, I can remember these little like grains of sand memories from my childhood of my mom or my dad or whomever saying that one thing that I was like, that really mattered when you said that one thing to me. Yeah. Hmm. All you, these kids need to know that they have someone who believes in them. Someone in their corner. Someone know in it. your corner. And what better way to remind them of that by telling them why they matter. To hear it from your parents, that's that's pretty typical. Though not, you know, not every parent does it. Um, I certainly do. I know you do. But as parents, we often will remind our kids that. But this book allows teachers to to begin those conversations and those affirmations for kids who need it the most. Caregivers of all sorts, librarians, educators. I really think that a book like this can just go across the board. Oh, yeah. Tammy, there's one more illustration I wanted to talk about because there's an illustration in the back of the book where your note is that isn't included in, in sort of the, the main text of the book, but okay. rather sort of in a, 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 a an illustration from the same moment is in the book when you talk about uh the line reads and you hear pop-ups whispered prayers as another name is called Trayvon Tamir Philando and you wonder if they or you will ever matter the child again has uh is taking up the full spread his face up close there eyes closed and these lines running Uh, across his face and in the back we see this portrait of well, I will say, I didn't know what it was. It was a bit skewed. It just looked like a crowd. And when you go back to the uh, illustrator's note, here is, uh, we are looking behind the child as he is looking at this portrait that reads Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And I just thought that's so interesting to have, to have art that communicates to each other through the book but not be just a piece of art sort of brought back or recycled for it. But but to have us sit with the names that you mentioned and the weight of those words. Yeah. And why are those lines all across his face? His face. What is Brian trying to tell us in this imagery? Because there oh, has I been imagery throughout <laughs> this book. And then to come back there, there's just so much... I'm telling you, this could mm. be a wordless picture book. There, I might yeah. not even be needed, actually. <laughs> but um, but those lines across the face, in fact, I've heard him talk about it. Those are, they are rivers mm. and, and paths and, and winding roads. It's really the connection of, you know, how we got here. How did we get here? We didn't just appear. We traveled through rivers. We crossed borders. We broke barriers. All of those lines on my son's face kind of represent the path of interconnection. You know, at least that's the way I see it. I, you, you have that interpretation, which I think is so beautiful. The geography and the history and tying it together. What I also saw, if I may, is making that connection with the painting. I saw that this child in in the illustration from uh, where I was reading your text is not standing in front of a painting of Black Lives Matter. This child is part of this painting, this depiction yeah. He is he is woven in to those threads, as you're saying, the river flowing through the history, winding through uh, being part of that same breath uh, that all of these lives are being breathed through in history. 
Yeah. It's it's an exceptionally powerful book. And the fact that somehow in all of it, I marvel at the fact that somehow in all of it, you focused on your son and in doing that made this universal story. And Brian focusing in on his grandmother's quilting and being able to make this universal story where you will talk to thousands of readers. I'm confident this year, Tammy, and each one of them, if you had a, the privilege to sit down with each and every one would have such a profound, different connection and story to what this book is and means. And that's, that's magic on the page. And I always am just in awe of when that happens. And I'm, I'm really grateful to have had the opportunity to sit down with you tonight and to share that awe with you and to be in that moment and experience your awe as well. Thank you for sharing so much of you in this as well, Tammy. Thank you. I'm telling you, I'm just so excited about this book and I just can't wait to, to hear everyone's you know, reactions with the kids. And I just really hope that teachers will bring this into the classroom. Yeah. It's, it's such a message that our children need. And when I look at that beautiful boy on the cover, I mean, yes, I made him. He's my child. But <laughs> I really do. I really do see an all American kid. My son is just like any other kid in this world, you know, and I just find that he's the type of kid that many people can relate to. He likes video games. He likes skateboarding. He loves spicy Doritos, but you know what? (laughs) Sometimes he wants to know why do people who look like him, why are they being, you know, treated badly? Those are his words. Why? Why do they treat them like that? Yeah. So it's like for all the joy, and my son sparks joy, I tell you. He's been a light for me during this pandemic. If he, if I didn't have him, I don't think I would have gotten through it. For all the joy that he sparks, and he, he sends that out into the world, I'm so grateful for that. But there is a tiny voice inside of my son and probably most children where they're thinking, do I matter? So we, it's on us to remind them. And it's really on us to serve as allies for our children so that we can raise them, no matter what their skin color is, by the way, or their race, all children need to grow up with some level of empathy. So, because they're gonna take over, they're gonna be the ones running this country and running the world. They're going to need empathy for that. It's on us to teach them and correct any of the mistakes of the past. Now more than ever, it is time for us to just come together, if nothing else, for the sake of our children. Well, Tammy, I hope and I wish for you and your son that as he continues to go through his day, his his. Um, virtual t- uh, learning and all of that, that that the adults in his life look into his eyes with the same way that I hope your readers, all ages of readers, um, but also especially the adults that that come to your book, I hope they also give the time and the pause and the attention to look into the eyes of this boy looking back out at us Please uh, do. in this yeah. book. So thank you. Thank you for, for giving us an opportunity to stop and to see and, um, and, and, and to support and to be there. Yeah. Hey, you know what this interview felt like? Mm, what? Tell me. Church. I love that. I know, you know, I love that. <laughs> Amen. Amen to that. I know, you know, I love that. Hey, before we wrap up, I, I know uh, that you've been thinking about that message for readers. But before, would you mind sharing a little bit about this next book that will come out uh, in March uh, with, with Candlewick? Do you want to talk a little bit about it briefly? Yes. My Day okay. with Panye. Tell me just a little, not Panier. just a taste, just a little, 
a little, you know, a little bite. A little bite. So that is a book. I actually wrote that book um, in tribute, again, to the resilience of um, the people of Haiti, um, a country that it has my heart. Um, it's a it's a story about a girl who wants to learn how to carry the panier to market. Panier in Creole is basket. And in Haiti and in many countries around the world, um, when people go to market, they, they put their goods inside of a basket and they balance it on their heads. It is the most graceful thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I thought that, you know, for some, it looks like a simple walk to the store to pick up dinner. But there's a story of hope and, and family love, you know, providing for your family and that resilience, how they walk upright with pride, even after the earthquake, even after, you know, years of injustice that they have endured. These people, these women still walk with pride with the panier balanced on their head. So my main character in that story, she wants nothing more than to learn how to walk just like her mom. To with walk the with the pongue. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, it's almost like they walk with gold in their shoes. Mm. And she wants that. It's it's a rite of passage. You know, kids love rites of passage. Oh, my word. You know? They're li- they're living one. So, of yeah. course, they want to hear. We all want to know the way. Show me the way. Show me how others are walking. Yeah. Well, I look forward to reading it. As I said, I just it just came in the mail today. I've only leafed through and 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 gushed one that your name was there, and and two that so is Sarah Palacio. So I'm very excited about that. Thank you so much. So, um, thank you again, Tammy, for spending time with me, for going to church with me. Thank you. Church was amazing. <laughs> God, I love that. Oh, what a blessing that we have stories and and storytellers and and story listeners so uh speaking of those children who will be (laughs) listening with me tomorrow uh, i will see a library full of children tomorrow morning tammy is there a message i can bring to them from you absolutely well first of all are you going to see them see them like i will can i tell you can i tell you that not only will i see them see them and i've been seeing them seeing them for the past um uh, I've been in school for four weeks now as of recording this and we're on a rotation. So um, I see them for 10 days for two weeks and then I rotate to the next homeroom and then the next um, seeing one second grade, one third grade, one fourth grade at a time. Um, but also because we're using Canvas, which is an online data management tool on my daily page for my students, I take no pressure. I take these messages from you authors and I make a little graphic for them to not only see beautifully each day, but uh-huh. that they can look at again whenever they need it uh, and that their their family can see as well. Oh. So when okay. I say I'm bringing a message to you I from them, it. I mean like to them, to their world from you. So Tammy, is there a message I can bring to them from yes. you? Here's my message. My message is very simple, and it's thank you. Here's why. When the world closed its doors in March for this pandemic, I'm telling you, I think as adults, we have learned so much from children. Children have taken on this pandemic with such strength and resilience and joy like I have never seen. We, in in this trying time, such a dark time in our world history, our kids are still finding ways to smile and to laugh, which has a trickle-down effect. Because I'm telling you, I don't know about you, but when, when the pandemic first hit, I'm a, I'm a full-grown adult, and I was sad. Mm. <laughs> but over time, I noticed how my own child was handling this. And then I noticed, wow, lot, lots of children. Because I would see in the virtual learning, these kids, 
you are truly a light in the world. And I, I want to personally say thank you for helping me, a grown adult, <laughs> get through a tough time just by being your beautiful, joyous selves. So that's my message. Just thank you. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by me, Matthew Winner, in my library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 600 episodes at matthewcwinner.com. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the free music archive. All views and opinions expressed on the show are those of the individuals and don't reflect the ideas or viewpoints of the publishers of the books referenced. Want to help out the show? Become a patron, and you can directly impact and help to sustain the podcast. Writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that is a very good thing indeed. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cosy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.